Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joe on Joe Extreme Edition. Hey, everyone, it's me, Joe Slepsky, and I'm back with Joe on Joe uh, during these quarantine times. I decided, like, you know, hey, let's get back to some podcasting and let's finally tackle what was been long promised to all you Joe on Joe listeners. G.I. Joe Extreme! That's right. We're going to do G.I. Joe Extreme all, uh, was it, 26 episodes, I believe? Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm very excited actually, because there's some serious, uh, writing talent on this show. I don't know much about this show. I'm going to be learning it. Um, as you guys do, I did read the dark horse comic back in the day. I do have that and I will dig it out. I've not read it probably in 20 years, but I do remember reading it. And, um, so far today is we're doing the first episode and I figured instead of, uh, Jumping in with a guest, I figured let's do a solo show, kind of like how it's how we started Joe on Joe back in the day. So we're get, you're just going to get me today, and we're going to talk and we're going to uh, learn. But there's some really serious comic book people that were attached to GI Joe Extreme. Uh, Roger Sliffer uh, was one of the um, development guys on it, at least on season two. He's a big time. He he wrote a ton of comic books in the '80s. Buzz Dixon, Len Wein. Marv Wolfman, Steve Englehart, Roy Thomas, Larry Hama developed the characters on here. So there's uh, David Anthony Kraft. He's a comic guy that uh, name I recognize. Jay Bacall wrote on this. So there's a lot of quality people, a bunch of other people wrote on this as well. Don't mean to dismiss their efforts, but a lot of quality people that I, whose work I really enjoy worked on the show. So when I read that, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to dismiss this just because it's got the word extreme on it. Um, I'm going to go into this much like we did with the DIC series, kind of with an open mind and say, really, let's deal with what we have and let's see where it takes us. Um, and I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm not completely turned off by the first episode. There's some 90s stuff there that, uh, you know, that we'll get into as, as we start watching it. Um, but I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, for those of you who've never heard or, or, well, if you listen, the show's not that different every episode. So if you've ever listened to an episode, you know what this is. But this is Joe on Joe. And this is uh, my podcast where it's watch every episode of J.I. Joe the cartoon and we talk about it. And then we did all of the Sunbow. We did all of the DIC ones. Uh, now we're circling around and we're going to do J.I. Joe Extreme. Um, as long as I'm at it, I am going to do that one episode of Sergeant Savage. I just need to find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I literally haven't even Googled it yet. Um, and we're going to make our way through it, but you know, with the, with the pandemic going on, I figured now's the time and let's get back into it. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, please, please, please follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Joe and Joe pod. Send me an email to Joe and Joe pod at gmail.com specifically because I'm looking for, um, fellow cohorts to host this show guys, especially because we're in lockdown and we're going to do it all remote. Don't worry about that. Um, but if you guys are you guys are sitting around, let's knock a bunch of these out these next few weeks while we're all locked up and, and nowhere to go. So I know I've got two or three ready to go this week. We're going to get them in the can, and we're re- we'll be releasing them over the next few weeks. We are also re-releasing the first 30 episodes of Joe on Joe. Those had previously been behind a Patreon paywall. Um and, and I thank you all and all my patrons for, for contributing to that. And again, when it came to this pandemic, I was like, you know what? Let's shuffle that a little bit. 
So all of the Joe and Joes are now fully available. Uh, you guys can hear them all, or, or you they will be over the course of this month. I'm, I'm releasing them one a day just to kind of stagger the release. But they're, uh, they will all be available on that. They are all available on Patreon. So if you actually go to patreon.com slash Joe and Joe pod, you'll be able to see all of the Joe and Joe uh, episodes on Patreon. Um, I'm just re-releasing them on the main podcast feed one day at a time. But if you want to search through our Patreon page, you can go ahead and see that. And that's all available for free for anyone who wants to just kind of browse and peruse. We also do on Patreon, I have about 62 episodes or so, or 60 episodes of Joe and Joe Illustrated. That's covering um, every issue is an episode. Every episode is an issue of the comic book. I'm going to get back to doing that as well. That should be coming up in the next week or so. I think we're going to start doing new episodes. As as I'm saying this, I forget what comic book I left off on, but it was in the 50s or 60s or something like that. We had done the annuals and some of the special editions and stuff. So, um, And that's where I take you through it page by page, panel by panel. We break it down with some deep, deep comic knowledge. It's a lot of a real lot of fun. So that's still behind the Patreon paywall for only uh, a dollar a month. If you guys are interested, you can get full access to every one of those episodes. I appreciate it. It really helps keep the lights on over here. Um, and I lowered that price again for the pandemic thing. So, I mean, we're all struggling, we're all hurting. So we're going to do my best to keep you guys, uh, neck deep in GI Joe. And there's a lot of GI Joe stuff going on since I last talked to you in this format. Um, so our last like regular episode like this was just about a year ago. And then over the summer, I really hope all of you listen to Cold Slither, Behind the Rock. Um, that was a real labor of love. I had been planning that for a long time. And um, it came together. I, I can't thank all my collaborators so much. We had like 15 collaborators, voice actors, musicians from literally all over the globe on that. Um, I was real proud of it. I think it worked out so well. Uh, it came out just just exactly what I wanted it to be. Um one of those few projects that you're done and you go, Oh wow. Like that's a, that's, Oh wow. I'm really happy with that. Um, so if you haven't listened to cold slither, if you guys know what cold slither is, you should, if you're a Joe fan, um, seek it out. It's not certainly it's on my podcast feed. It's on YouTube. Um, you should be able to find it pretty easily and, um, give it a listen. It's pretty funny. If you haven't, if you've ever heard it behind the music or watched it behind the music on VH1. And if you know what the cold slither, uh, episode is from their Sunbow GI Joe, then you're, you put the two together. You can figure out what it is. It's pretty funny. Um, I think, and it's funny because I think my, my actors really, really brought it out. So, um, and then we also did my special missions, which I love so much. Um, it came out in the fall and that's with, um, Lizzie and, and my wife, Rebecca and Alex, um, playing in that same universe, that same fake Cobra Springfield universe. Uh, and it's an homage to my favorite murder, the podcast. Uh, and there the, the, the ladies deep dive into the murder of, uh, candy of apple and the hard master. Um, it's, I, I'm very happy with that one too. That kind of came out exactly how I wanted it to come out too. It's pretty entertaining for me. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that as much as I did. It's, I know that one's a little more niche and, uh, you kind of got to be a true crime podcast fan to get into it, but, um, I really dig it. And I am working on a, a third, uh, parody one. Um, sp- mm, no spoilers, but I'll give you a hint. Uh, it is going to be called GI Jeopardy. And that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, but that should be a lot of fun. It's actually going to be a little bit more work, I think, because it's, uh, it's a little more layered. Uh, of a, of a recording, I think than uh, my special missions was, it's a little more, it's a little closer to the, uh, cold slither 
kind of production value. So it might take me a little bit longer to do. Um, but I, I know you guys are still out there. And the reason I know you're still out there is because there's a ton of G.I. Joe news. We've got uh, the Snake Eyes movie. They wrapped. Thankfully, they wrapped um, shooting before the coronavirus because it's the shooting stuff, I think, that really slowed up a lot of productions. Because um, so much of like post work can be done by people working remotely on computers, you know, things like that. Um, so hopefully that doesn't slow down the, the creation of snake eyes, the, the snake eyes origin story. And obviously we need to get the movie theaters open again, but that, that'll come around. And, and, and really on that note, I, I hope everyone within earshot is taking care of yourself and being smart and just staying cool and staying, keeping your head low and social distancing and, and everything that's being asked of us. It's a bit of a sacrifice. We understand that, but um, you can see that the the numbers are piling up every day. And not to get too maudlin, but it's you know this one's crazy. This one was something that uh, you know it uh, it it I, I can't say it caught us by surprise because we were told about it in January, everybody. But um, you know there's there's not much you can do about the pandemic. You can only control your response, and what what civilians can control is uh, you know just staying low and staying to yourself and keeping away from your neighbors. And sometimes it means family members and, and there can be a lot of pain with that, a lot of nuances with that. So you're, you're not alone. You're out there, even if you're listening to this and you live alone, you're not alone. Um, and hopefully you guys find some solace in podcasts and in, you know, some of these personal connections with people. So I hope that's what we're doing for you. And that's why I'm back here today. So, uh, yeah. So, so bear with me as we go through this first episode of GI Joe extreme, which is called summoning of heroes. Um, because I'm going to be learning, I'm learning. I mean, I've read the Wikipedias and I've, you know, got, but I don't, these, I'm still getting used to the names I've got, you know, I've certainly got the pages open on Joe on, I'm sorry, on yojo.com, which obviously you guys is just an amazing, an amazing, uh, resource for all this stuff. And they've got all the action figures. We'll talk a little, we'll get into the action figures by my count. By the time we get through with all these episodes, we'll be able to do file cards on each one of these figures. So that's kind of cool. Um, obviously with GI Joe, there's so many figures there. We were never able to get through all the file cards. So we kind of pick and chose what we did for each episode. Um, but there seems to be enough. We'll be able to cover them. Their articulation is different. It's just everything about them is different. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited. And today's episode, it's the, it's the, Hey, let's get the gang together and let's fight and let's give an origin story for the kids to enjoy. And, you know, let's do it. Um, a couple thoughts overall. It suffers for me because I'm, I'm, I'm a real continuity guy. If you guys listen to the old, to the other episodes, I was always trying to form connections, you know, like I'd be like, oh, that, that, uh, Cobra soldier that, that defected in this episode, he could have turned out to be Mercer cause he was a Crimson Guard to quit and, you know, like things like that, or, or, you know, the mass device, all the elements of the mass device actually tie in exactly with, or at least the, the, like the literal mass device they tie in with the stuff that was happening in the transformers so that could have been the mountain where the transform you know like those it could have been um like energon and stuff that that cobra is utilizing those kind of connections i really enjoy you know drawing connecting those dots so when i watch something like this my brain wants to say oh, okay well this is in the future because this does take place in the future it takes place about 10 years in the future so this is near future so it's set in 2006 and it came out in 95 so when things like that happen, I always say, okay, it's always about 10 years ahead of where you're at. So maybe this is 10 years after GI Joe, you know, and then some of the characters have a lot of similarities to the Joe characters that we know and love. So I go, Oh, well, that's them trying to do snake eyes or trying to do Scarlet or trying to do this guy or that guy. 
I don't know that that's serving me well here because they are all unique and they're all their own new characters, but you just, you see the similarities and obviously it was developed by Larry Hama. So, you know, I can't imagine there's gotta, you know, there's going to be some, you know, it's not crossover per se, but there's going to be some connect connective tissue, you know, something in his head, like, okay, snake eyes was, you know, the, the bad ninja clad in black. So we're going to do black dragon. And Snake Eyes was blonde, so they gave Black Dragon blonde hair. Like, was that a coincidence or was that intentional? Snake Eyes could talk. Black Dragon is really, really uh, uh, gabby. Like, he's got a motor mouth, you know? Like, it's the opposite of Snake Eyes, and yet it totally could be Snake Eyes. So, those kind of things. And, and for me, it's the best analogy for it is it's the Uncanny Valley effect, but in animated form, you know, when you're, when you're looking at something that's just almost what you expect it to be, but it doesn't. It's not, so it just stands out a little more. That's what I think I get. Uh, my initial gut feeling on on all this stuff is is the un, it's the uncanny valley. It's not a bad uncanny valley. I got to be honest. It's not terrible, but it's very nineties. So you know we're gonna get into it. And uh, also, I should note that the episodes I'm watching are from a bootleg uh, DVD that I bought at a comic convention a few years back. I I don't. I don't think they've, I, I think there was like a VHS release of this beyond that. I, I don't know that there, that there was ever a real official, you know, certainly not a cleaned up version. Cause I'm sure we'd, that'd be out there. So bear with me on that. If you're syncing might be a little off. Um, if you guys have copies of this, yeah, we're going to do our best. So I, that is what, that is what I'm watching. And also it just jumps into it right away. It's, it was taped off of the actual, um, airings on, you know, whatever, channel that it was it came on off tv off vhs so the sound is going to be a little goofy when we bring the sound up to, throughout the episode and also it like it jumps right into i know this first episode jumps right into the um there's like a live they they cut some a bunch of live action scenes so it's going to start right away and it's not going to make sense and then you will it'll kick into the sound or to the actual opening credits so you know what i'm saying but the cool thing on that though is and because these were recorded off TV, the one thing these have that the previous DVD releases that we were doing don't, these all have the PSAs attached to them. So every episode, we're going to get to do a PSA, which I'm excited about because, yeah, I know we did the PSA specials with my wife a couple, like two Christmases ago, and they were a lot of fun to do. But now we get to do one every day. And this first PSA is a doozy. Wait till we get to it. With that, thank you, everybody. It's really great to be back. It's great to... Um, Hopefully it's great to hear me again. Uh, we are going to be doing it with, uh, with more guests. So if you guys are listening and you want to be a guest, I'm serious. I need like, I need 26, uh, 26 podcast guests to fill it out and let's just knock it all out this month. I have a feeling we're going to be, you know, sequestered a little bit for the rest of the month. So let's just do it. Let's, let's make this happen. And, um, you know, here we go. So uh, here we go with GI Joe extreme extreme summoning of Heroes. The scientist claw, just as I said I would. Inferno before. So that's a Inferno, a guy called Inferno talking to um these are all live action, by the way, what you're hearing here. This is which is really cool. Don't get me right, it's really cool. Um, and they're all talking to Iron Claw. And Iron Claw is the, the, the head of Scar. Scar is the replacement cult. Now, 
Guys screaming extreme is so great. The odds are a million to one. And that's the way we like it. Awesome. Okay. I mean, guys, I, I don't know if it gets better than that. That's just great. Um you know, it's extreme. It's extreme. Someone was in a recording studio wailing away on a guitar, screaming, extreme! So this is written by Buzz Dixon, A Summoning of Heroes. And Buzz Dixon is one of my favorite you know, cartoon writers. He's fantastic. Uh, Roger Sliffer and Dave Simons are producers. So Roger Sliffer is on the uh, first season. It's great. I mean, these are all quality people. And the action is is traditional Joe. Like this whole episode is traditional Joe. It's very reminiscent of uh, the actual first issue of the comic book where a scientist gets kidnapped and, um, you know, the GHO team has to go in and rescue him, et cetera, and so on. In this case, though, the, the team's not involved or not created yet, so they have to kind of come together. So these uh, monster, this monster dude who we haven't really met yet, he's... Uh, they kidnapped a young a young girl. Iron Claw, Iron Claw. And now some guy just gets slapped. Because Ironclaw is very upset. And the big difference between Ironclaw and Cobra Commander is Ironclaw, his face is seemingly revealed to the world. And now he goes through an elevator and now all of a sudden he's got the Ironclaw, the mask on. So was that his real face? Was that a mask? What was going on? I don't know. And if you followed through the uh, intro, this takes place 10 years from now. And as superpower has collapsed, the assumption being that it's Russia. And so this whole thing is uh, within that realm of the Russian government collapsing. It allowed a vacuum for terrorist organizations like SCAR. To rise to power. We got to know each other better. Don't worry. So now we've get all the same time. introduced to a guy named Clancy. With the collapse of the former oh, here we go. The world faces a lot of problems like Operation Scientist Snatch, criminal elements led by a man codenamed Iron Claw, banded together to create the forces of Scar. And you're out to stop Scar. Exactly. Yeah, so that is uh, Clancy talking to Sergeant Savage and Lieutenant Stone. Now, if Lieutenant Stone sounds familiar, that it should, because in the G.I. Joe live-action movie, that is the role that Brendan Fraser played when they went into the pit, that really cool scene where they were showing all the training in the pit and everyone was dressed in plain olive drab instead of how they should have been dressed, which was like the actual G.I. Joe members, like Shipwreck and Bazooka and all that stuff running around. That would have been amazing. But they didn't. But they did name one name check one dude, and it was Brendan Fraser, and they used Lieutenant Stone. Iron Claw is forcing if there's the any sin that that movie did that's array. just unforgettable, and maybe they thought it would be a neat Easter egg, but it brought this into uh, continuity, which, okay. 
um, you know, I would have, again, I would have gone with one of the traditional Joes, but Lieutenant Stone from this shows up in the G.I. Joe movie. Families around the world. Then we and now we hear, uh, here we just met Metalhead. And now we see in the shadows is Black Dragon. Oh, here we go. Blonde dude, black ninja outfit, swinging a sword. And he's a world-class flake. He's a joker. It's exactly the opposite of Snake Eyes, right? But he looks... Very much like Snake Eyes, especially with the blonde hair. You're counted, but it's going to take more than the three of us to kick Scar's butt. Let's talk animation here. Um, This is that 90s, um, like heavily inked black, like lots of thick blacks in the in the in the line work. That was prevalent in um, X-Men, the animated series, and Spider-Man, the animated series. It's not fluid like Batman, the animated series. Um, now we just meet Mayday, who is this kind of the scarlet-looking lady. Uh, and she is driving this limo that's got the guys in there. And she just does a jump with the limo. And does that crazy thing in cartoons where they, like, they're such a good driver they can make the limo fly. So we'll be right back. Today's extreme dog tag is on Lieutenant Stone, also known as Stone. His specialty is the G.I. Joe team leader and military hero. He's a master of tactical battle skills. He uses extreme intelligence and marine training to lead the most challenging and dangerous missions. That's all we got on Stone, guys. Um, I love that they work the word extreme in there. Um, they, they don't do they don't do file cards for these guys. They they stopped doing that, which was disappointing. And I know that they had stopped doing that a little bit towards the end of the regular run of GI Joe, uh, the the real American hero stuff. So they certainly did not pick it up with the GI Joe Extreme cards. I like his look though. I think he totally fits in. He would have made he would have made actually his look really harkens back to the OG like grunt type of character zap grunt like i'm and i'm what i'm talking about is his v1 version so he's got full olive like full green uniform with tan you know belt and straps across his leg and things like that so he actually does look very similar to what those uh, first generation gi joe guys would look like close cropped blonde hair etc except that you know he's giant muscle bound and you know quite frankly extreme came with missiles and a missile launcher Beyond that, I don't know much about him, but he's okay in my book. So, Lieutenant Stone, a.k.a. Stone Extreme. I'll witness my final victory over G.I. Joe. So, we're back. Yeah, so Mayday is showing off her skills, and she can apparently fly a limo and drives like a complete lunatic. But she doesn't. Um, From what I can see, they never made a Mayday. Uh, action figure Um, yeah these were unproduced i think because the the line didn't really do well uh again going from yojo our friends at yojo.com looks like mayday freight were were unproduced Um, yeah there was a bunch of stuff we'll cover that uh we'll cover that on a later episode of what wasn't made but they never made a female for this line Uh, a lot of the guys were made so we got they made a ballistic um, two ballistics. They made Black Dragon. They only made one Black Dragon. That's interesting. Uh, Freight, Harpoon, Metalhead. There's two versions of Metalhead. Uh, Lieutenant Stone. There's three Lieutenant Stones. 
and uh, Sergeant Savage has a couple. And then some. Thank you, uh, And here we are meeting Ballistic for the first time. And this is all fun. Uh, it's all real fun stuff. Like it's um, it's that getting the team together stuff. So everyone knows each other from some way. And so you get to learn a little bit, a little bit of like mysterious, like, how do you know this guy? This guy's from this. This guy's from that. It's kind of neat. And there's four production companies that worked on this. Um, Sunbow, which my understanding is they've, they always had the like overall production rights on this. That's why Sunbow did show up in the DIC stuff as kind of like, overall production company um but graz entertainment and Gun- gunther wall productions and graz entertainment sounds should sound familiar and it makes sense because they also produced ta-da x-men the animated series so i'm not surprised that this looks very much like x-men the animated series because it, it's really really the same uh, art style and it, it worked well for X-Men. I never loved the X-Men art style. I loved the show. Because they were doing re- comic book stories. They were great. But I never loved the art style. And that's what we're getting here with this. Um, everyone's proportions are really distorted. Sometimes arms look massive. You know, um, hands look really too big. But that's cartoony. You know, it's it's kind of matching the style of the figure. Which, if you go back and look at these figures... They're all in these non-traditional action figure poses. You know, they're all like they're they're leaning. They're 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 not as articulated. They're more posed than normal. And I think that could influence the artwork. You know. Oh, so here this guy. Oh no. He is our common enemy. Together we can stop him. Is that From the way he repelled his way down here? He'd be a big help getting up that mountain. You want him? You've got him. Just keep your eye on him. I missed his. I missed the name. Which is it? It's an awesome name. Uh, so we met Harpoon, Black Dragon, uh, Ballistic. Mad- yeah, that's. That's awesome. Um, and, and Freight has a, seems to have a problem with, I, I don't know if he was talking to Sergeant Stone or... Lieutenant Stone or Sergeant families. Savage. We have no choice. But now we, we get to check in a little bit on the people that were kidnapped by Scar. If we plan our sacrifice carefully, and again, it's we can take Iron Claw with us. scientists who are forced to do something they don't want to do. And they're going to try to sabotage it and kill Iron Claw in the process. No slip, or we can kiss the hostages goodbye. Timing is critical. The music on this is fabulous. Um, it's heavy guitar, drums. Um, it is so extreme. It is very 90s. Like everything about this is, is 90s. You would never watch this show and think, oh, this is from the, the mid 80s. Uh, no, this is this is real 90s. But having said that, we're getting a nice like silent action scene here. We're showing that these guys are capable. They're breaking into this base. Um, the other thing in these in this animation, quite often what I'm seeing is that they're posed like they're action figures. You know, they're all standing in that kind of side akimbo, like I'm ready for action pose. 
and they just told with no real dialogue a nice infiltration attack story like there's been no dialogue for the last few minutes or last minute or so until we get to the get in you're going home that's it they uh raided this base i believe they fought a guy named inferno i'm pretty sure he's the main bad in the second episode it's nice little bit of storytelling so it's great this monster dude I don't know what his name is he regrets that she's the instrument of the punishment but we're going to commercial and when we get back we're going to talk about the logo so we're back I like the G.I. Joe Extreme logo. I like the G.I. Joe part of it. It's obviously it harkens back to the old school G.I. Joe stuff. Um, the Extreme is funny. Um, let's see. I mean, when we talk about Extreme, we're talking about like. What was it? Fantastic Force. Uh, extreme Justice. Pretty much anything that Image put out. Um, there was Force Works from the Avengers. Um Extreme Justice was a part of of Justice League. Like X Force was on the extreme front. Like there, everything was extreme in the nineties. I I gotta think part of it came from the X part of X Men. You know, um, but either way, it, was, it resulted in a lot of pouches, um, a lot of giant guns, some more good quiet storytelling here. No dialogue, just visually watching the G.I. Joe team, not the G.I. Joe team yet, but this team of dudes fight this Bane looking guy. So it's this, he's like a Frankenstein looking monster. He's got metal hands. Uh, he's got a lot of scarring on his body and he's fighting. I need to remember to keep naming these guys properly. Black Dragon. And Black Dragon's fighting him to kind of no avail. Although he just did a sweet foot punch to the face. He slides down a rope and he escapes. And this Hulk guy, very upset. Very upset. And what they'd done is they rescued the wife of the scientist from this uh, scar base. So now we're still in the scar base. And uh, who is that? Metalhead and Harpoon and Mayday. They're hacking the computers. Metalheads like guy seems to be the kind of the, the computer hacker guy of the crew. Intruders here, but the man's industrial complex is his castle. Yeah, he's very upset about that. No, I've got to calm down. I'll deal with this rationally. So this is. I, I hate I this is Iron Claw. No. I don't know who this is. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I have no idea who this is. But he's absolutely insane. So he's some kind of Hulk like monster? I guess. Um I don't know. I can't did they name him? I don't know if they did, guys. But he's big and he's green and he's angry. Picture um, Tomax or Zaymot getting very upset and hulking out. That's what we just witnessed. Um, 
taking him so long to short circuit the lock mechanism. Yeah, and that's and he he messed up our our friend Metalhead. That was that was a funny line. We'll try another way. And I don't I can't find out who that guy is because frankly. Oh, and he's big and he's green, and now he just laid eyes on Mayday, and he fell in love. Here's what's neat is, for the show, they did a bunch of live-action stuff. If you guys remember, towards the end of the regular Joe line, they started shooting live-action commercials, and they, they continued that with this. And there's a, there's a cool, like, Mayday-looking live-action um, bit for the second episode that she looks great it's for cosplay at the time. It's pretty accurate and, and really well done. So that's kind of cool. Already done. Now let's kick butt. And now this, um, who is this? That is, it is so hard to keep track of these guys. I believe that was Lieutenant Stone and he's escaping in um, one of their f- planes, which might've been the Sky Stalker. He's on his way to rescue them. Sky Stalker feels like it's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny when you're watching a cartoon that you don't know anything about, but it's sort of familiar, and the names are sort of the same, like Metalhead. There's this familiarity. Again, it's that it's that Uncanny Valley. There's this familiarity, but then there's not. So they just shot this jet out of the air. My decoy worked! And it turns out it was a decoy. Uh, so Stone and Savage are, are making their way up the... Uh, they're making their way up the mountain because now they still have to rescue the main dude scientist. And here we get, they're about to confront, um, iron claw, iron claw for the record looks pretty great. Uh, he's got a lot going on and he's definitely very nineties cause there's a lot of pouches and epaulets and stuff, but I, that mask is awesome. It's a, it's a nice combination of like Destro Cobra commander and Darth Vader. It's got like the the silver of like the full head silver of Destro, oh, the headpiece of Cobra Commander where he's got like a beret on, so it kind of covers part of it. But then the mouthpiece of De- of Darth Vader, like that triangular like breathing apparatus of Vader, and that's pretty neat. These dudes are strong; they're not playing around. Um, I don't know what that what that. Uh, airplane is that might be the sky stalker but part of the problem is the toy line wasn't fully produced so it's hard to match up exactly because you remember on the sunbow stuff in the early season they were using on the cartoon they were using ships and planes that actually weren't toys yet and then they eventually when there were enough toys to use they would only use the toys and they would also call them up by name and stuff i don't see that happening here and I don't know if they're just making up a plane to use or if that was something they had planned to make as a toy. If there's any Jejo Extreme experts out there, again, I'd love to have you on the show. Down in our heads. Hey, why bother with that door when now I can that's freight. get through the wall? That's, okay, so that's freight. So that's freight, and I don't know who the other dude was. The dude with the dreadlocks. The dreadlocks, 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 yeah. I don't know who that other dude was. I missed his name. He's, he's got a bad attitude, I'll tell you that. 
So this weapon that they were uh, having a scientist create, it is overloading and it's going to blow and it, it blows up the whole base. So uh, Dark Claw escapes very much like Cobra. You know, he doesn't use retreat. He instead yells evacuate. I wonder if that becomes a thing for him, like retreat was for Cobra Commander. But this explosion in the island is quite massive. And you know who Dark Claw looks like, guys? Or I'm sorry, Iron Claw, Dark Claw. He looks like Dark Claw. That's where my brain's going. He looks a lot like Dark Claw. So the question is, did Larry Hama create Dark Claw? And then when they needed a villain for this, kind of kind of tweak that concept of what Dark Claw looked like for, the, for Iron Claw. And or in a world where this might be the future of G.I. Joe, is that Dark Claw in the future? I don't know. Oh, I will, Lieutenant Stone. I will. All right, so now there. Here we go. G.I. Joe. Awesome. And then uh, Lieutenant Stone just shoots G.I. Joe into the wall with his gun, carving out their logo, and even writes the word extreme. That's awesome. That is. Guys, that's amazing. I'm real happy with that. It's so good. So here we go. Here, this is the first PSA. Let's listen in. Is your mom or dad there? Uh, no, actually, I'm home alone. Well, you want a prize. I'll bring it over. What's your address? Great! Up 42 Oak Street. Hey, Sergeant Savage! Some stranger's bringing me a prize. A stranger, huh? Could you imagine? You pull up to molest a child and Sergeant Savage is hanging out outside. Jesus Christ. First of all, don't be molesting kids. Secondly, this is a hell, hell of a way to start your PSAs for this new episode. There it is, guys. And yeah, endorsed by the National Child Safety Council. It's G.I. Joe Extreme. It's, it's got the snazzy outro and everything. Um, I liked it. I got to be honest with you. I liked it. It's a little, it, again, it's a little different and that takes getting used to. And I certainly don't know the names of everything. I don't know that they're doing as good a job as identifying it as, as the Sunbow show did. We'll see if that continues on in the in the next few episodes. Um, real quick, wrapping up on that PSA. It's great. It's obviously a great lesson for kids, but it's so funny how quickly that, that that's, it's out of date because one, no one has home phones anymore. Two, if they do, they already know what the address is. They're just random dialing the phone. It's, but it's obviously, kids don't, don't give your address to people. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it just goes right to it. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed JJO Extreme. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, put me on, put me on the, put me on, put me on record. It's saying I'm here for the JJO Extreme experience, guys. I think the rest of these are gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see if that, that holds up. Definitely like the writing talent. The animation I'm getting used to. Uh, it's very X-Men animated, so that's that. Um, I, need to, I need to learn the characters, but I think so far we've, we've, uh, we've spent quality time with uh, Iron Claw. We've spent quality time with a few others of the member of the team. We, get to know, we got to know Black Dragon a little bit. Certainly Lieutenant Stone and Sergeant Savage a lot. I think Mayday's great. Uh, Harpoon likes to fish. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a journey and we're going to figure this all out together. So thank you guys so much for listening in. 
and uh, we're gonna get. We're probably. I'm probably not gonna be releasing these weekly. I'm probably gonna be putting them out faster than that if I can get them get them recorded faster than that. But uh, at the minimum, we're gonna be putting these out weekly. So just keep an eye on this feed, and um, you know, you know how it's this the old saying. Now you Joe, and Joeing is half the battle. Extreme. Thank <laughs> you.